0: Hey, it's Grant. Before the show starts today, I want to tell you about Hangover Destroyer. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you like to drink at night and be able to think in the morning, one shot of Hangover Destroyer lets you have all the fun and no side effects. Go to Hangover Destroyer's website, that's hdestroyer.com, write happy hour in the coupon code, and get 30% off your order of Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. happy hour again from uptown new orleans hello i'm grant morris happy hour as part of the family of shows on the podcast network it's neworleans.com brought to us today by petite pet care if you're going out of town or you have a schedule that keeps you away from home the folks at petite pet care understand that some pets don't mind being boarded but others prefer the comfort of their own home and if that's your pet petite pet care will give them loving care when you're not there you can find them at petite when you walk into a bar in new orleans and you pull up a bar stool you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you what you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just gone out of a limo or just gone out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans, and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. In this case, we're on Wayfair on Ferrette Street. Wayfair, in case you're interested, is a restaurant and a bar serving handcrafted food and spirits, where Chef Kevin White puts fine dining into a sandwich. And if you're thinking that's just some sort of bullshit slogan, It's not. Chef Kevin White was a chef with Mario Batali in New York before he moved here to New Orleans to open this restaurant. And he puts all this fine dining experience into making sandwiches. And you probably might think, how good could a sandwich fucking well be, really? Let's face it. But wait till you try these sandwiches here at Wayfair and you'll see what I'm talking about. They have an enormous happy hour here from 4 to 7 every day. That ends in a Y. And uh, they serve awesome cocktails and make fabulous food. So come and check it out here. Wayfair is on Ferret Street. Happy Hour this week features these very special people. Jackie Simel to my right. Hi, Jackie. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Darren Butler across from you. Hello, Darren. How are you doing? The fabulous James Hayes who's finally here. James, move in so you can talk to me. Hi, how my. are you? I'm very good. And, and I believe this is uh, Nick Pete as well. It is. Nick, how's it going? I'm well. Very good. So let me tell you. Oh, God, hang on. Let me just uh, tell you a little bit about it. each of these people sitting, sitting around the table here um, to the best of my ability. Jackie Sumel is in New Orleans. Is that, am I saying your name right? No. How is it pronounced? <laughs> Jackie. I got summel. that bit right. Sumel.
1: Sumel. Like some will say you will, some will say you won't. The smell okay. is like a little too close to smell. Which oh, is really? How childhood are the, how, trauma. What
0: other ways have you had it badly pronounced or mispronounced?
1: I mean, that was the worst, what you just said. But <laughs> what about <laughs> Sumel? It's kind of that's just like a, trying to make it sound sophisticated and insulting at the same okay, time. Okay. Summel. 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 Hard.
0: How much harder easier could it be, right? All right,
1: Some will say you will, some will. Some say, will you say you will okay, shall that's I start perfect. again? Do it.
0: Okay. Jackie Summel Let's was a New-
2: this
1: <laughs> Let's shred.
0: <laughs> okay. Jackie Summel is a New Orleans artist and activist whose work interrogates the abuses of the American criminal justice system. Jackie is best known for her project, The House That Herman Built, an art installation aimed at drawing attention to the cause of freeing Angola inmate Herman Wallace, who had spent 40 years, 40 years in solitary confinement. Think about that for a minute. That's long enough. The House (laughs) That Herman Built became a PBS documentary as well as an art installation. Largely as a result of Jackie's activism, Wallace was ultimately freed, but died three days after he was released. Oh my goodness true it's all true so far so good right yeah on a lighter note oh okay that's good on a lighter note a previous art activist piece of jackie's was a challenge to then candidate george bush's election and his policies toward women it was a project called no bush it's not yours it's mine in which jackie asked women to shave their pubic hair and send it to her in a plastic bag which she then exhibited on a clothesline at the national mall in washington dc now that's true right That's true. That's all true. It's all true. I see you're not laughing. Everyone at the table is laughing except you. to? is like 15
1: (laughs) years old. I'm not really sure why that's relevant.
0: I think it says on a lighter note, probably to balance this. is
2: he reading your your Wikipedia?
1: Someone's reading Wikipedia. (laughs) Uh, That's what's happening.
0: Well, it's a good counterpoint to the more serious political activism, I suppose. Maybe. Don't you think?
1: I mean, there's more recent things that are but go on. Well, go we might on. get I mean, onto it. That. That's nice. all I've People got. think it's People like to talk about pubic hair. It's That's all cool.
0: I've got. Do they really? Yeah, they do. What do they like to talk about in what sense? I
1: mean, uh, you tell me. You're the one who decided to talk about it, I guess.
0: Well, I just read the sentence that was given to me. <laughs> You're the person who's been hearing about pubic hair for a long time, apparently.
1: I have. It's actually an older art project, but it's uh, very important in my own personal progress as an artist and an activist, because it's the first time those two worlds really collided. And pubic I and hair. Cubican hair, art and activism. Oh, I see. So I realized I could actually use my uh, language as a visual artist to uh, alter the perceptions of the status quo and or talk about things that were relative and important to me as a woman.
0: What was what was Bush's <laughs> position on women's issues? I don't even know what it was. No, I don't remember. Is it
1: Well, he didn't like ladies. Or black people. So there's two issues that I okay. have to address. Um, he didn't
0: actually come out and say that. Uh,
1: not directly. But his first um, policy that I think he... he probably did a couple of times. <laughs> James Moore. He, he might have he said it said
2: a Yeah, times. I think he might have said that. You could probably. <laughs> he actually came or out... Or if you look at his paintings
1: right now, I think like the, the yeah. he might have some messages. Yeah. Of yeah. Well, like I hear
2: if you peel the painting back, it's like just... hatred. Hitler. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know.
3: I think it's painting with numbers. Or it's like
2: copies of Hitler's <laughs> paintings. If what you feel back, George Bush's paintings, it's Hitler's landscape paintings. Well, Hitler was, a, la- Hitler
0: was a portrait and landscape artist, wasn't he? Early Before. On. I think he yeah. was a great things. things. He, he
2: did a lot. I mean, he went to law school.
0: I mean, that was the start. Oh, cool. Art school. He
2: did.
1: But he failed out. Super he was total really self
2: starter. He, was yeah. type he of guy.
0: dropped out of school, Hitler?
1: No, I think he failed out. I think he failed out of art school, and that was think like what have, pushed him I might into have politics. The <laughs> I know, I feel like the That's H bomb yeah, came was. in early. So, whoever
0: failed him in art school, I mean, art is so subjective. How can you fail someone out of art school, really? I mean, I mean how bad would you have to be? Or I think how
4: th- maybe you're too good to be there. I don't know. Well, I feel like this is a point of contention,
1: yeah. too, where people sort of feel like art is like the easy route. But I think you can be a really untalented artist and someone who necessarily doesn't. Or shouldn't be in art school. I mean, if you have like a dictator that, like, you know, who's, whose goal in life is to um, perhaps execute six million people or something like that, Maybe well, he, he shouldn't out be in art school. You know, it's like well, he would have, different? but he wouldn't
0: have might not have been a dictator who was exterminating people if he had passed.
1: That's one theory that uh, he, like, yeah, that his hyper masculinity and hatred for the world came out of a result of his rejection from art school.
0: That sounds a little, <laughs> a little simplistic, but hey.
1: I'm, it's not my theory. I'm so just it's saying it's a theory. It's
2: pretty complicated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if he
2: passed... Maybe well, no, they s- just didn't have art classes in the subdivision that he... I don't know.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe they just didn't appreciate it. I mean, there are plenty of artists who have died penniless.
2: We're talking about George Bush, right?
0: Oh, but I thought we <laughs> were talking about Hitler. I thought we were talking about Hitler. Oh, I was
2: actually oh,
0: going to <laughs> talk about Van Gogh. Uh, Van Gogh died. Didn't why. he die penniless?
1: Many artists... Well, that's yeah. right. I mean, everyone
0: said he was shit and he wasn't worth anything and they didn't buy a painting and now it's $11 million or hundred million. Cut his own ear off. Yeah. And now it's a oh, hundred. How many million dollars is it to buy a Van Gogh now? What's a Hitler worth now?
1: I'm not sure if any of those exist. I got a
2: Van Gogh uh, <laughs> a portrait sketch. Bullshit. <laughs> on my wall. Really? Five by 11,
0: you know? Off the calendar?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, talking of art... What? No. Talking of art, Darren Butler is here with us as well. Darren Butler is a New Orleans artist who for many years was an auto body collision repair person painting cars while he dreamed about becoming an artist, much like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think Hitler repaired his own I mean, What did Hitler drive Man, why did Probably sure. a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> he probably drove a Jeep or something, though. <laughs> <laughs> a Jeep? Hitler drove a Jeep. BMW. <laughs> Did they make BMWs back then? I, suppose. I think the, yeah, start of, of, yeah. Volkswagen.
1: the start of the BMW was with the Nazi Party. True or
4: false? No, close, wow. to it up. It, close to it. Yeah. is that right? I think they you know something about cars, that, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Nick, how do you know about that? Uh, I mean, I know a little bit about history here and there. So. Okay. So, did the BMW start with. I couldn't swear that it started with the, with the, the Nazis. Uh, Third Reich, but um, yeah. I'm sure they were. I think BMW were helping to craft engines for a lot of. Warplanes and war machinery. Did they? I do we, do they we know that?
0: For, do you I, know that for a fact? I, I think the, the Vol- Volkswagen did. Volkswagen made engines yeah, like, well, for the, the concentration German. camps. I'm thinking. Made the AC system. Who made the AC for the concentration camps? Go how'd, that, it. how'd that guess? Good Friedrichs. idea. How'd the gas get in? To. <laughs> Weirdly, someone it had it to was make a Jewish company. Someone had to make a machine. Friedrichs. <laughs> Friedrichs. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> well, Friedrichs is German. Is it Jewish necessarily?
1: I you can be both. I just uh, want to point that out. Obviously, you can, you can, can be both. both. You're yes, not you mutually exclusive really anymore. It to me.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really great that we've got to Hitler already. Finally, uh, after painting fault. cars for many years, Darren found a way to integrate his technical skills and artistic sensibility in what has become his signature, colors in wood, which involves no painting whatsoever.
3: Yeah. Uh, I've done a lot of things, in my, I guess, in my last 15 years, but I started off painting automobiles, and I guess I just like to uh, take... Stuff to the the next level, like by combining things. I like, I guess every three years I may do one medium, and the next three years I'm on to something else. I like to combine a lot of my skills that I have learned over the last couple of years. Like pubic and hair. Oh my gosh. Well, the pubic hair and the no afro thing, so I guess that wouldn't work. I have an afro, but no pubic hair. You have no pubic hair? Just saying. Just saying it? Yeah I'm just saying <laughs>
0: Jackie
1: We've reached a new low Very early on <laughs> in this yeah. conversation I
0: wouldn't say it's a new yeah, low But it certainly is a low go, I don't think we've I don't think it's anything new about it But you know Onwards Couldn't we go up from here
1: From no pubic hair mm. Yeah yeah totally I didn't know there
0: was anybody Who had no pubic hair Is that normal Well I guess it,
1: uh, Is it by choice
3: it's it by cho- Yeah by choice Yeah yeah I think it's by, by choice Yeah And an and older you get It's oh. definitely oh, by choice It doesn't choice.
2: just shave itself
0: <laughs> okay. That's, a, that's different. You shave your own pubic hair
3: off. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. When did you start that? 15 years ago?
3: Uh, I guess about when I, Yeah, about 15 years when ago. When you became an artist. artist. When I became an artist. I think it was cool. What gave
0: you the idea? Yes,
3: exactly I think it looks today. better.
0: It looks better. Okay. Yeah. Who's looking at it? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, hang on. That's a fair well,
2: question, isn't it? For 15 years, i yeah. a lot of people. <laughs>
3: Well, I guess I didn't want to be the only he person is. to admire it, so yeah. I guess when you yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Right, okay. When well, my, well, my wife looks at it. And she
0: likes it. So shaded. back to the
3: car seat yeah. paint.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can finish um, reading this if you want. Uh, or should I just let you go on?
3: Well, you finish reading it. It says you correctly. also work
0: in metal and glass. Yeah. And it says your works have been commissioned by, among many others, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, Shell Oil, New Orleans Magazine, the NFL Super Bowl thirty six and jewelry designer Mignon Faget. Darren's work has been exhibited around New Orleans, across Louisiana, and around the country in galleries from Florida to Kansas. Yes. Very cool. Yes. So, how did you actually quit working in metal and cars and make the leap?
3: Well, I went to LSU, and uh, I guess as a kid, I, I well, first of all, I am, I am dyslexic. So, I guess by me being dyslexic, I have the ability to uh, think and think outside of the box. So, you know, I guess being dyslexic, I get bored very fast. But as a kid, I always could draw and paint and stuff like that, but uh, I went to a votex school. I went to LSU, and from now I went to a vo-tech school to learn how to paint automobiles, and uh, worked at Sioux Cadillac, painted cars for a couple of years, and I got bored with that, and, uh, and I started realizing that this is not what I really want to do the rest of my life, so I quit my job and started uh, uh, painting on wood. So that's why I came up with the idea of colors in wood, where I stain the colors in the wood, and I don't use any paintbrushes it's all stained and I spray automobile clear coat on top but I always had skills of uh well, working hang on network. a sec. you just quit your job it was you were getting paid to paint cars I see yeah with nothing else to do no safety net nothing and just started this well I quit I quit twice first time I quit I smoking <laughs> no I haven't quit smoking you still smoking I don't smoke cigarettes what But you I just smoke? smoke just <laughs> weed Oh yeah, I do smoke weed. Wait, wait. So, so okay. you, you you paint Jenks.
2: with stain on wood? Uh, you like you is that what you meant? Well, I I, I
3: stain the colors into the wood with uh-huh. paper towels. I stain ah. it with paper towels, and uh. Do you have yeah, an endorsement
0: from a paper towel manufacturer? I should. Uh, you should definitely v- Viva. It
3: should. Uh, it's
0: Viva paper towels
3: you use. Yeah. We need to Viva get paper we need to get in touch with them quickly. That I that, Who's I, your definitely, manager? that I definitely is. That definitely is, but uh. But I spray automobile clear coat on top to make it look like it's, uh, like it's glass. But it's all stained into the wood to make it look like it's inlaid, really. So I started doing that. Nice. And from that, uh, one of my paintings was on the Louisiana Lottery uh, on a $2 scratch-off about four years ago. I won a contest, a statewide contest. And from there, uh, from being on a lottery ticket, I have sold paintings for $10,000 at art shows, stuff like that. that so I, you're that rocking I mean, you know, it's the yes. life of an artist. It's highs and lows. Sometimes you make money, sometimes you don't.
0: Yeah, but it's better than going into a silver Cadillac every day and breathing in those fumes.
3: Well, that's true. I mean, the most joyful in life is doing something that you always wanted to do, so being an artist is, I think, probably one of the best things I've ever done in my whole entire life. Other than shaving. It's right up there.
0: Okay. James <laughs> Hayes is here as well. James is the front man and founder of the New Orleans band The Lovey-Doveys. Lovey-Doveys is a vehicle for James's songwriting in which various aspects... Of self-loathing and dark observations of the human condition are captured with such lyrical dexterity and musical talent that you can't do anything but laugh and enjoy it. That's a very good description I would say, Uh, wouldn't you? Pretty
2: (laughs) confusing. I'd say
0: that's a pretty fair description. You are an awesome songwriter, let's face it. Thanks Grant. I wish you had been here last week. Let's get on to that in a minute. Lovey dovey's have two excellent recordings. One self-titled, the other called Shive which can be found wherever good music can be streamed and stolen. In New Orleans, you can see lovey-doveys live in various locations around town if you keep an eye on their Facebook page, and you can see the band complete with a new lineup around the country when they hit the road on tour very soon, actually, right? Yep. What part of the country are you going to? Uh, Around the south?
2: No, we're too far south already. (laughs) Uh, Just, uh, uh, yeah. (coughs) Just a. uh... Yeah, we're going on tour. In okay, November.
0: somewhere so we can. F- I went onto to yeah. dot which was a major mistake, of course, <laughs> just to see <laughs> what was going on. There's
1: a lot of uh, images without pubic hair. Well, well, there's we're, no
0: we're pubic hair, under- which I was shocked. Sort of an overhaul. <laughs> and and nothing is t- up there since 2012 was the last time. Well, anyone. yeah.
2: Well, if you look at it now, there's absolutely nothing on there. Nothing so at all. You won't have to be bothered with old dates anymore. Okay. okay. So you just took it all down. Yeah. Well, Good we're like we're, we're overhauling. We're okay. cleaning house. So it's going to come back up. I don't know. That's, really?
0: Yeah. You might have no website. That would be super cool. Uh, right? And an well, awesome we'll, idea. We'll
2: keep the domain name growing. Just lovey we we'll our own. Uh, you just, why you don't you just put
0: foreign language? Just put Japanese stuff up there. hmm You know? And just fall yeah. through it over. Well, it's a great idea for publicity, it's, though. There's so many ancient dialects <laughs> that you could, <laughs> well, put you could put a Aramagic.
2: 404 error not found message in. That's a good idea. Just you put know? a whole bunch of
0: code up there. Jackie, your website's wacky code. as all hell, too.
1: No, it's, it's not that wacky. Which it one did you look at? coming
0: soon, coming soon, coming soon, and coming soon.
1: It's uh, summel.org. It's hermanshouse.org is the one. Oh, that's, that's really the right point. one to yeah, go yeah. to.
0: Oh, okay. I made the mistake of just Googling your name.
1: Yeah. Fatal. Yeah, I feel like mo- it, most Google engines will point you towards the Hermans House or the film website. Okay. But you actually have to put in a little effort to get to the summel.org. That's kind Do of. You? Yeah, it's buried. Well, it's that a buried was no- treasure. Nobody
0: on, on this show is responsible for that. <laughs> that department, I can guarantee you that. Hey, listen, let me introduce you as
4: well to Nick Pete, who just walked in as well. Hi, Nick. <laughs> nice to see
0: you. N- nice to see you too. Nick, it says here you're an Australian filmmaker.
4: Well, I'm a filmmaker and Australian. Well, that's yeah. pretty <laughs> accurate so far. Three <laughs> words
0: and three out of three. Yeah. Australian filmmaker who lives in New York and is in New Orleans showing his film Sweet Candy at the New Orleans Film Festival. Yes. Nick lived in New Orleans for a year while he was shooting Sweet Candy. The movie is a modern take on Romeo and Juliet set in New Orleans. In which Romeo is in jail, and Juliet's a stripper who lives under the thumb of her drugged-out detective father. Okay, wow, that's, I couldn't. That's, have
4: that's the soap opera version of it. That's uh, a nice yeah.
0: sentence. <laughs> Let's break that sentence down. Okay. Romeo is in jail,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and Juliet is a stripper
4: mm-hmm.
0: who lives under the thumb of her drugged-out detective father. Yeah. Did you write this as well? I did not write that.
4: No, not this. Wrote you wrote the, the script. I, wrote, I did write the script. Yeah.
0: How'd you come up with that story?
4: Um, well. I, going back actually i mean I've, I've lived in new orleans for more than a year i've actually been kind of living on and off here since like 2000 so that's about 18 years it's about 14 oh 14 the story the story is just kind of uh had elements of um some autobiographical elements not 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 entirely. Um, You're not a
0: striver yourself.
4: <laughs> I'm aiming to be, but not, I'm not quite that yet. Are you a I drugged mean, out guy who has <laughs> a daughter who's <laughs> a striver? He's the <laughs> detective. No, I've, 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 n- I've known enough drugged out people, though. Okay. And, and at different times in my life, I've probably been drugged out drugged enough, too. Right. So. Do you smoke pot as well, like no, Darren? No, I don't. You don't? I don't. Why is that? I don't. Um, just not my thing. What's your thing? Now, nothing. No just drugs? No, drug free? No drugs. I'm drug free. Yeah.
0: Since when? Yeah. 4.30? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: no, probably about 10 years
0: ago. 10 years? Good move. Yeah. So you never smoked pot? You weren't a pot smoker?
4: No, I wasn't. Okay. What did you do? I wasn't. I've done other things. Just cocaine mostly. That's a Other film. things. People I mean, in I've the film lot business lot do yeah. do a lot of
0: cocaine, don't they? Jackie, you were in the film business tangentially, <laughs>
1: right? Uh, I was the subject of a film.
0: It <clears throat> was a PBS documentary about you.
1: hmm
0: Does that make you in the film business? Not really.
1: I don't think so. No. Yeah. What, was it, sure. what was it about? It was about this. You're
2: in like the best part of that. You think you're yeah, so Yeah. Because that way you don't have to, you know. It's yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know.
1: I don't I know. For me, it was kind of weird, you know, just being followed around by cameras and like yeah, in it, must it was be a weird. bit insensitive in terms of like people wanting to get the shot or the conversation or whatever. Yes. Maybe you can speak intrusive. to this. Yeah. 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 It yeah. was very intrusive. Yeah. Um,
4: but you don't make documentaries, Nick, do you? I don't. But I mean, the part. I mean, I'm. I have friends who make documentaries. I, l- I like documentaries. I mean, kind of my film is, has a kind of a documentary quality to it, to a degree. Um, I mean, a third of it is shot actually in, in Angola. Um, and I had a, I have a pretty profound kind of interest in prison culture, just because for, for whatever reason, one of my significant partners had spent close to nine years in prison. Um, mm-hmm. So, so for, I sort w- of for what reason? Um, sh- it had been everything, everything from uh, assault to armed robbery to institutional arson to solicitation to all kinds of things. So, and uh, this is somebody you're in love with? <laughs> it's somebody who, who I was with for four and a half years, yeah. So, um, how'd you end that? Did she try and kill you? Did she try and kill me? She did try to kill me at a certain point, at, a, at, at one point, yeah. But uh, what was that's not how it ended.
0: <laughs> you stayed <laughs> together after she tried to kill you? Yeah. Holy hell, what, what, yeah. do you, what would you think yeah. about that? Well, you must uh, have really been in love with her um did you what, what was the reason she tried to kill you
4: she she had her reasons which weren't necessarily connected to reality but right but what uh, were they what, what was she thinking she was thinking that i was seeing somebody else so uh, uh she, were she, you in fact no i wasn't i wasn't but you know Shit, i mean lucky she didn't kill you then. <laughs> True. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she probably killed a part of me but i'm, I'm still, would she I'm have still killed here, herself but, if she had successfully killed you i don't think so no Damn. But I mean, you know, from the outside, that all sounds kind of like dramatic, but it's like no, you know, no. p- part, part, of the, part of the sort of fascination was and part of the reason for making the film was, I mean, um, you know, even in terms of prison and just incarceration and so on, I mean, it, that culture is interesting just because the forces that are happening inside a prison are the forces that are happening um, and playing out in society, mm. except they're happening in a much more compressed environment. And as a result, those they, they tend to manifest themselves in, in, in much um, you know in very intense ways, and also the stress it puts under personalities and the stress it puts people under when they're incarcerated causes them to do quite bizarre things sometimes. Now to say you know many of the, I, I've had friends who spent time you know quite a long period in, in prisons. I've had I've, I I you know it, it's kind of like breaking the stigma. I mean there's you know, I used to say my partner. When people met her, some of them said, "Look, this girl was so smart; she could have been the next president of the of the United States." But she had not been brought up. You know, she right. had had a pretty tough upbringing, and that was not the stream that she had learnt. She was extremely capable, extremely intelligent, extremely caring, extremely, mm. you know, many many things. But um, yeah, it's funny how people drift into different. Like all of us, have drifted well, into whatever we do. It's, sometimes it's not. Drifting into it, sometimes He's you're pushed. just shoved into it. Yeah. You are. What push-
0: sh- what shoved th- her into a life of crime? Then. Uh, where is she today, by the way? Is she listening I to I don't this? know. I don't know. I don't know. You lost um, touch with her?
4: I, I did. There was a certain point where, um, it just became that uh, I I had gone away for a while and she had rebuilt her life. She had you know managed to um, do a lot of positive things. And then uh, I'd gone away for I actually had to go overseas and I came back and I had a series of messages from. Um, a correctional facility you know on your answering machine on my answering machine this was is a like, collect call from <laughs> yeah, no, i've had like, tons of those we, we, yeah it was just that was wow that
0: was the end of it yeah wow did you get a lot of those went from able to jackie
1: they're not actually you, collect calls you pay you pay well, it forward you, yeah yeah, you yeah pay, and yeah, then you yeah. you're you're eligible to receive phone calls but yeah i mean at the start of our <clears throat> relationship secures.com exactly. Um, or JPay now is the big J-pay, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, yeah, you, I mean, conversations over the phone are really the only way to communicate with the human being that's incarcerated. Okay, so,
2: yeah. so and on on know, a, James. On a note, if we want to keep talking about this, a lot of times when people are in jail, they start doing favors for each other, and phone usage is so erratic that, you know, if you talk to, like, you know an incarcerated family member a lot of times they'll kind of have you like maybe do a favor for someone else that's inside that can't get something done you know Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know people do favors for each other totally you know and
1: they do it on the outside too but I think what Nick said is really significant like it's much more hyperbolic and exaggerated Mm -hmm. when it's in Mm -hmm. prison and yeah. I think like, it's, very al- it's also very fair to say that this, this woman that you are with sounds amazing, right? But that prison has become the go-to punishment for mental illness or poverty right. or drug addiction, and I think that that's not acceptable yeah. in, in sure, 2014. It's, just, yeah. it's a place exactly. that, you, that
4: people are just deposited if they just don't fit yeah. within, m- more sadly now, within the economic s- strata, mm-hmm. within the so-called functioning economic strata. If you don't perceive perceived to be valuable to that, a good place for you to go is to prison.
0: Well, we have the biggest prison population in the world, the United States, right? Mm-hmm. By far, yeah. yeah. per capita, ha- the, and city, and of yeah, the city of New Orleans. In the city of New Orleans. It world, does. Yeah. We're number one mm-hmm. we are number for the one. per capita re- of America's, incarceration.
4: America is the number one country. in. And, and, and we're Louisiana number one. Is
0: a, yep. Louisiana's yep. number one. Yep. Yep. We have more people in prison in Louisiana than any other state per capita in the country. And but Orleans I didn't know that New Orleans was important.
2: Invo- big group Baton Rouge and New Orleans together, like how they figure out that's... No, I don't think it, I don't think yeah. they need
1: to. I think, you know, yeah. and also like much of Angola is farmed from the city of New right. Orleans right. itself, you know. So there's a huge community of incarcerated families, families of incarcerated loved ones in the city of New Orleans itself, and it's so normalized that it's actually it, it's it's um, unnerving, you know, that uh, almost everybody you meet in New Orleans knows someone who's incarcerated. But it sounds I
0: like just around a friend this table, got out from
3: you. Angola that he done 20 years. Mm -hmm. Just got out. I had another friend just got out uh, for doing, he did 16 years uh, in prison. Just got out, say, like a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago. What are they like now? Well, one of them, I told him that. uh, I said, no, I said, man, you look good. Because, you know, you look good, like you've been lifting weights. So, I mean, what can you tell a person after 20 years, been in prison, and you see him on the street, I mean, I said, you didn't miss anything. I mean, you look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You didn't miss anything. I mean, as I can say, you've okay. oh, been lifting horrible. weights. I mean, I said so you look good. that's probably what he has
0: been doing. Yeah. But
3: how is he? Well, the, I guess the funny part of the story is, uh, you know, when everybody get out, they find, they find Jesus. Really? And, you know, they find Jesus and stuff like that. And then in the next week or two, they're right back to the old, the old self. And then from there, they can't find a job because they've been convicted. And then some of them go back to doing the exact same thing they was doing before. And that's what. That this guy is doing I feel feel bad right. In two weeks you know, like after 16
2: yeah. 20 some years You can You know All it takes is the same amount of time
1: To go back in Yeah that
2: system does not work You know Yeah the
1: Recidivism is Is the issue Because there's no There's no structure for folks Who are Formerly incarcerated persons To like have like, but you know, the world has changed. Right. Whether or not you've been incarcerated for a year, ten years, twenty years, or forty years, mm-hmm. and then you come out, and there's very little provision. So I don't think it's by choice that they go back to the lifestyle
3: that I, I incarcerated
1: agree. them. I think it's the fact that they've been, you know, deemed uh, a third class citizen, and you know they don't have access to uh, the basics. You know, in, in terms of Maslow's triangle, basic like housing, you know, education, healthcare. Technology, an end to police brutality—the basics that Darren, we you are here like to Well, agree
0: with well, well
3: I, I just think that it is within them. This sense, the people that I grew up with, you know, that actually went to prison. I mean, I know, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that went to prison. I have a lot of friends who are in prison right now, and I, I mean, I know a guy that just got dead. He did 24 years in prison. He was in a federal penitentiary, and he got out. He was a pickpocket artist. And, you got uh,
0: 24 years for picking pockets? He
3: did a, lo- he did he a lot. He did a lot a of lot. Lawyer. He did a lot of stuff. And, uh, I mean, real, real nice guy you see him, but I wouldn't sit next to him because he would be in your pocket. And um, he got out of jail uh, about, say, six months ago. He's right back in for his doing credit card fraud. I mean, he had like $30,000, like, you know, doing credit card fraud. So that's why our credit card fees are so high. So I'm pissed with him on stuff like that, but I know this guy. You see what I'm saying? I see him on the street, but that's what they do. I mean, you see him, you wouldn't know who we are. I see him I'm like'm I'm, I'm, I'm hiding my, my, my wallet you know but that's... Well, that
1: sounds more like mental illness if you have like career criminals who don't have access to any other way to channel or transform what they know and I think that you know if if prison is a is, becomes a place where there is reformation, mm-hmm. you know where you can actually reform and learn, have the opportunity to learn other life skills, then maybe we could criticize the individual, but right now it's the system that needs to be criticized, not the individual. We're spitting people back out to bring them back in.
3: I agree and disagree because I just think that some of the people that I grew up with, I mean, we, we, I, I could have been that person also, so I think we all grew up in the same neighborhood. I mean, my brother spent like seven years in prison and, and, and right now he's like, I'm not saying scat straight, but he, I could have walked through that past also, but I chose to be an artist, but I always never was a follower. I always was a leader. I think some of those people who go to jail was followers. Some of them. I'm just saying. The people that I know, and I know about at least about on one, on about at least ten people that I know that's right now that's in jail and done ten to fifteen years and got out. And I had some people in my family. I think it's your upbringing also. Like my cousin did, like two and a half years, and he's fine now. But I know other people that I grew up with. I mean, I know people who had killed people. Done kill I know a guy that killed like three people. And I asked him one time about it, and. Um, he killed a friend of mine. He, went, he did juvenile life. And I said, man, you, you killed somebody. He said, man, I'm doing time standing on my head. I'm like, really? And he got out and he killed two other people. And it's strange. And I see him like I'm sitting next to talking to you and he's having a conversation with this guy. And, and it's a strange thing. But this guy did it and went to jail for it and done like 10 years. And some people do less crime and go to jail and get 20, 30 years. And this guy killed somebody. So, But is he a career criminal or he's... You know, the person who want to go back to jail. Are we
1: addressing the issues that made him a, a quote-unquote criminal in the beginning, and is it the responsibility of society to do so? Which is, I think, I would say yes, absolutely. If we don't want to perpetuate criminal behavior, then when we have this critical moment of incarcerated persons who Uh may not have, who may have had uh, the same lifestyle or same upbringing as you and then made a really bad decision and or Uh have this patterned behavior. Like all of us have our issues, right? right? And then there's a critical moment where we have friends intervene, loved ones intervene, where we get sober, where we get mental health, where we do yoga, whatever it is. That changes our path, right? Where we decide that this is not the path for us. And if we have this really critical moment where we have an incarcerated population and we're not doing anything to change their paths, then that's the issue. The issue isn't the human being or the human doing.
3: Well, to me, I think it's more it, there, there's, there are more men in prison than there are women, but to me, I look at society for my upbringing. I look at some of these guys I grew up with and they had choices. I mean, you know, I went to public school. I'm not the best reader, speller, stuff like that. You're I dyslexic. Know, I'm dyslexic, and I know a lot of people who are dyslexic also. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, when I was growing up, either you're going to be a musician, football player, or something like that. But a lot of these guys during the 80s decided to be drug dealers because they didn't really want to work. And so they did the time. I agree, but I mean, it's know? also, I
4: mean, to, to some degree, it's, I mean, there's a variety of reasons people go to jail or prison. I mean, and, and you can't necessarily say, you know, whether you could say some are, sometimes they're good reasons or bad reasons. But if you look just statistically at who is in prison, how many people are in prison and why they're in prison if you the realistic answer to all of those things is that you have a system that is not supporting that segment of the population and that, because most of the people who are, are in prison are <coughs> minority most are poor um, and undereducated, undereducated and, and there's a distinct lack of education and people can't do something if they haven't been taught how to do it you can't, you cannot, just presume that everybody starts off on an equal footing. They don't. The system is stacked. It's, it's, and I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy sort of theory, kind of guy, where it's like the system is, is you know, trash and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it is not a level playing field. Oh no. People, people come into situations in which um, they are not afforded the opportunity. They're not afforded the knowledge. They're not afforded the patience. They're not afforded the care they're not afforded the respect and you know there's, there's this thing at the moment where um, if you can't see a place for yourself in the system why would you want to belong to it
0: yeah, hasn't it always been like that and, and how realistically would we change it well, I mean, there has
4: to be a will to change it, and
0: unfortunately, I'm sure everybody be. would agree that nobody wants to be having a giant prison population, or people breaking the law, or people no. are friends killed. No, not not everybody. Everybody. You don't think you think no. most people no. in America would it's would become mm-hmm. such a
4: business that it's it's so. Well, there profitable. is that
0: side to it. It is a private enterprise. Yeah,
2: they took all that all that money from contracts for building prisons, and then just like you know, chain branded psychiatry, and you know. Social, Social services, basically. But it's not
4: just not the economic thing. I mean, even when you say you know, it's a, it's a business, it's a business now on an emotional and mental level. It's like anything that's complicated and that doesn't quite fit the, uh, you know, a, a sort of a, 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 sort of a, doesn't fit kind of like the ad speak that we live in the place to just deposit it is in that other place, that dark space, that place of punishment, of retribution, of mm-hmm. guilt. Yeah, but not everybody
0: who's a freak goes to jail. I mean all of us sitting around here. Unless you
4: like and, being and around men. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just what? saying there's you know there's 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 it's not just it's just not um it's not
0: just punishment of being freak. There has to be one more step. I think what you're saying what Jackie and you're saying Nick is that this society makes, lays the table for you to, or sets the, sets the conditions in which you, or what Darren is saying, you can either choose or not choose to go one way or the other. So there's both My those things, both those things are true. whether
1: or not the conditions create like a booby trap mechanism that is conditioned, it's, uh, it's actually contrived create the situation that makes it impossible but who's
0: contriving it who in their right mind would want a well at the heart of it population? i think
1: it's and we haven't said this yet is the idea that we live in a capitalist society where our value is wrapped up in what we have and how much we make and to go back to your statement on whether or not this is like well, hasn't it always been this way mm-hmm. The answer is yes but now we're, we're reaching a tipping point i believe where mass incarceration where the idea that we are Affected more directly by individuals who are incarcerated or under some sort of correctional control, probation, um, et cetera, is affecting individuals in ways that it has never before. Right? Because so
0: because there's so many of the because yeah, the prison population is so point. large?
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's grown 300% yeah. since right. 1970. Has it? Right? 300%, yeah, since 1970. There's
0: three times as many people in jail since today than they were in 1970. 2.5 million. Not, not, right. not just, you mean per capita or actual numbers?
1: Numbers, 2.5 million. And then, and then you look at the rates of disparity and how that affects people of color, particularly black men, right? And mm-hmm. you're looking at numbers of like one out of every eight black men are under some form of correctional control in the United States. And it's one out of every hundred men of European descent or white men as we talk about it. Um, And those numbers are exaggerated from even times of uh, chattel slavery, right? So, and again, I think that has to do with actual numbers. So when you're looking at, you know, the so-called Emancipation Proclamation or 13th Amendment and um, uh, which partially abolished slavery because I think there is a conversation between slavery and the prison industrial complex that is talked about more and more, and this is part of what's contributing to the tipping point. You're still, at that point, looking at 4 million Americans who were slaves and then former slaves, right, after 1865. Am I losing you guys? Or is no, you? not at all. we okay. we're well with you. And then now you're looking at over 13% of the population who are directly affected by uh, incarceration, you know, mass
0: incarceration. 13% of the American population of the country are black, 13% are black. 13% are of black. Yeah. Black people,
1: black people, not but then black you're looking at and, and no, and but then you're looking jail. at 51 of the prisons, jails, and detention centers that are filled by black men. That is a great disparity.
0: So, what would you do then to change it? Suppose let's can we come back to that in a minute after we do some shredding?
1: Oh, are we going to hear the
2: answer to that? Definitely well, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um,
1: no. Can we do some we
0: shredding and then that. come back and hear what we're going to do to change the s- society <laughs> so we get out?
1: Oh my God! Can you do the James, lead can, in and no, then James, I'll give the answer? You, you want me to just Otherwise,
0: just we're going to have to ask James about his tattoos. The
2: answer. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> we deliver the news. I'll just
1: sing. We shall overcome. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay.
0: James, what are you going to play here?
2: The well, what, what's it called? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me.
1: We shall overcome. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bruce Springsteen does an amazing like. Um, oh yeah. Cover of We Shall. Who's overcome. he? I don't know. <laughs>
0: James, seriously, what are you thinking of playing right now?
2: Uh, this is a song called uh, Valor. In parentheses, beach cleft lip. <laughs>
0: Very nice. James Hayes. Lovey-dovey indeed. Very nice. That changes the feeling a little bit, doesn't it? I'm so glad
1: you didn't get in a car wreck on the way here.
0: Yeah, so James, tell us, pull that microphone up a little bit and tell me what happened I'm last about week. So me, last about this incarceration week, problem. N- <laughs> we're going to get back to how we're going to change the world, I promise. I'm not going to let you get off the hook, Jackie, but just tell us, James, what happened. There's no hook here. This okay. What I do. Oh. So last week, <laughs> we were supposed to be on the show, okay. and then you never showed up, and then we were, what the hell happened to the guy? And then I hear yeah. you had a car wreck on the way. Yeah.
2: What happened? Yeah. I car. <laughs> I, 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 after I talked to my lawyer.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, Who did you call? One of those ones on oh. TV? Michael no. Hingle.
2: I, I have family lawyers. You've got a family lawyer. Yeah, I got some, you know. You got any family in jail? i got some like, <laughs> you know, really uh, really smart aunts. Really? If I can put it to you that way. Do you do you have any family? Aunts?
0: Do you have any family in jail? That's what I'd like to know. Also. Also. <laughs> we'll get onto that in a minute. Who well, who's, in, who's in who's in? Who's in? In jail.
1: Prison? Law school. Prison. prison is different. Well, what's a diff? Between okay what is it you're Before sentenced you're to prison yeah and you're held in jail so i different. just
0: use them interchangeably but yeah, they're not the same thing
1: <laughs> ha- they're yeah. different so like if someone it. has been sentenced they're in prison
2: okay yeah. so j- jail is what anyone's, what you're anyone's you're ever been held in jail
1: i don't know the answer to that but i imagine a no long time a long, a long time, time. It's yeah. Like
2: yeah. Yeah. An
1: yeah we ha- especially at opp we have like it's
2: over a year or so oh it's been
1: years years yeah right
0: yeah yeah, people wait for trial. I mean, they're, they hold their hold here at OPP for yeah. like two or three years sometimes before mm-hmm. that. And then oh they're yeah. found not guilty. Yes. And you've been remanded in custody for, for years. I mean, it's pretty common here, isn't it?
1: Very common.
0: Okay, so what happened? Who'd you call? What lawyer? Well, you don't have to say anyone's oh, name. Yeah, wait, You don't I, have to say anyone's I name. I don't
2: know his... Just um, tell us about the I don't accident. know his jingle. Ah. So...
0: I yes, he got one. I can't plug. Uh, <laughs> so tell us what happened. So you're driving along. What street
2: I, are you on? <laughs> can I do that? I don't know. Yes. I mean, I had like a Geico investigator call me the other day. Oh really? Know. Are yeah. you with Geico or something? I got else? letters that said lawyer up. Oh. oh. What, yeah.
0: what, what? What? What happened? I mean.
2: Well, Geico sends letters in like you know.
0: Well, they whoever in, in you hit. In layman's terms. Whoever hit just you big or you, hit <laughs> and you.
2: open it up and it's a Get a lawyer. And you there you are thinking. Oh boy! What did I win? Yeah. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so, what happened? Did you hit someone? Did they hit you? Or what? I
2: idled into someone at a stoplight that had gone green. Damn. Have uh, to. I need a I bit did more. I disc- where you look at the cars ahead of you instead of
1: the person right in front. I almost did it yeah, on the way here. it's a That's truck weird.
2: person problem. So you was yeah. in the wrong. What?
1: No, I wouldn't say it was. I in the
2: wrong. can't. You can't admit Definitely that. Not. You can't you admit need that. Need is exactly. What I cannot t-
0: do. As your attorney, I have to advise you not to admit you you're to in the do. wrong. That's what's wrong with the no, whole fucking totally justice system. Though, totally quite frankly, isn't it? and I totally <laughs> jumped out
2: and immediately it was like, <laughs> I ran into her car and I was Did like, "Are you it? okay?" You know, it was like maybe four feet. You know, but nobody I would got have been hurt spooked too. If I got, you know, nobody got hurt. Did you get hurt? No, she was fine. How'd you get this light wound
0: on your face?
2: Oh, that's a work wound. I got hit in the face by a 16 foot two by four. Whoa! It's all right. On a building site. I side. got up really quick. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit, that must have given you a fright, though.
2: Oh, just a little like red eye for the rest of the day. More sunglasses. of a fright than running into
0: sunglasses. Yeah. So the last time I saw you, well, that wasn't the last time I actually saw you, but the last time we worked together.
2: Yeah, because I saw you in the street the other day. You were yeah. on your dog. Yeah, I it had was a nice rainy day. I had your, su- you I've had your, your sunglasses. I've
0: had your sunglasses at my undisclosed yeah. location for uh-huh. how long now?
2: I was going to say the address immediately. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't I remember how
0: it. many years it's been. But last time you we, we were on the show, James mm-hmm. did the show with me, and um, we did a show about swingers. Oh yeah. And we had these people from the Cop swingers, swingers club. Uh, ex-cop swingers. The guy was an ex-cop. And, the sw- yeah,
2: and he talked about putting, um, putting, you know, like being at the swinger club, and some jealous husband would come up, and he'd have to put him in a sleeper hole <laughs> 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 while he was, you know, banging the guy's wife. No,
0: that's hot. It's very odd. Well, you can hear the show on our site. It's called Swingers, but we had to do the show in an undisclosed location because they wouldn't go in public. So we had to, uh. we normally do the show in a oh, bar. Oh, uh. yeah, is
5: that why there? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They wouldn't do it. at the uh. where the, the, Those days were at the Columns Hotel God, before Bull they kicked swingers. us out. And then, so we had to do it in our undisclosed location so that nobody would see them. <laughs> and that's the last, and then James was so yeah. perturbed by the whole show, he left his sunglasses behind. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had them ever perturbed since. Perturbed or excited? So last time it was the swingers, in, and this time it was a car wreck. The time before that, today, nothing serious except the four by two in the face. Uh, two
1: by four. Uh, two by four is uh, it? I mean, What's well, the difference? Two by four by sixteen.
0: By there sixteen. You go. So you've been, you build. Well, you know a lot about building houses.
1: I do. I Are do you all so? My you're still trying
0: to build Herman's house. I am. House?
1: I'm still trying to build Herman's house. So you have a lot, right? No, nope, we're actually uh, working with the New Orleans Redevelopment Agency to secure several Volunteer, lots.
2: Volunteer, bam.
1: Um, awesome! Done. That's great. You we just, need a lot of volunteers. A, uh, yeah, you should a, sing a about it. A carpenter and framer. Oh, that's so, so great. We need as many of those as possible. I mean, Herman spent forty-one years in solitary confinement for a crime he didn't commit. He was, as you said earlier, released on October first, two thousand thirteen, and then he passed on October fourth, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, um, it's intense, um, but it's also amazing that he died free. You know, which was yeah, the true. struggle, and. um and he, while in a six-by-nine-foot cell from his 33rd year till his 41st year, um, designed this monstrous, like, fantastic home. Um, and he was, you know, he believed in his own innocence, and he did believe in justice. But he was never convinced that he was going to be released. And the home is designed to be a community center. Um, for the children of New Orleans to prevent them from participating in the school-to-prison pipeline.
0: So this is one of the ways that you can intercept the school-to-prison pipeline.
1: that's one way. I also think just... And it it would also affect, like, fender benders or car crashes or any desire to, like, retaliate against being, quote-unquote, wronged, which I think, like, this, you know, this, like, addiction to litigation in this country is also something that needs to be shifted, and that all boils down to a shift in consciousness and this desire Well, this, to is, the way the ch-
0: this is the change you're talking about. The
1: change that I'm, that I'm talking about is, uh, as Darren was saying earlier, is a very individual no, thing. It's not
0: systemic change, then. It's not changing the system.
1: The system will change when there's a shift in personal consciousness, and we don't have this... Uh
0: okay, so how do we get to that? I mean, you Oop. can change the system by saying, oh, I'm going to go to Congress, and I'm going to try and pass them.
1: And yeah, and it doesn't always work. It doesn't right? seem to. Work but at all. I do think but, that. H- but how
0: do we get to a shift in consciousness?
1: As I said, I think it's a very individual path, and I think what happens is that as we network, as we conversate, as we intersect with each other, we discover that there are certain people who are, you know, less angry, less uh, like you, you. If you jaded. were to jaded, yeah. uh, manipulative, less desire to punish, less desire. These to people have are not in control of the system. Uh, and Quite also less aggressive. And their value is not measured by but so much how these much they make are, or how these, much they None get. of these
0: people are pulling the levers of power. Then. But they not can, one of them. and
1: I eventually believe they will. And actually, I think how? Jason Williams is actually a really Jason good Williams example. Jason Williams is
0: awesome. We love him. Right. He was on our show. With a- and a- I it. think
1: it starts step by step. If piece we could by find piece.
0: a few, but look at so all look, this. Graham, look at our, right. We started look off. Look at our awesome president.
1: I wouldn't necessarily say that, but that's I would what I'm also saying. say that guy started
0: off. Could there have been anybody who was m- more elected with the consciousness of the people behind him? Wow!
1: Well, then we're no looking. One. And look what
0: happened. Everyone gets corrupted away from it. Is the thing.
1: Because I think the moral constitution of the individual is not um, is lacking at this yeah, point. Yeah, but in if you are seriously talking
0: about changing the system for real, wait, if wait, you're but really no, no one it.
2: nobody thought like. There was going to be a serious answer to that. The things that people <laughs> say about... Uh, I don't
0: know. Uh, no, go on. Say
2: I think that people presume that people that voted for Obama expected the world as opposed to expected something that was... The lesser of two the evils. Less, much lesser. Well, that's I mean, my whole know, point, we all, though. You
0: know, we all did. We Everybody voted right? we're for this. we cynical We voted for a, we so voted we for a poster. We were really just looking for the lesser of two Well, evils, we voted so. for this person. You. I don't think it would be possible to imagine anyone who had... The consciousness of the country because and the those world. Behind. That are he won a Nobel needs- Prize even before he did anything, and the whole world was behind him. I
1: think George Bush also won a Nobel Prize. No, I wouldn't prize, say. I don't know
0: whether that's true or not. I don't think he did actually. <laughs> I think For he what did. chemistry? You
1: have to look it up. Look it up. I actually do. Think Literature. Um, look it up.
0: I think for art, I think we've got t- no.
1: I think for the Iraq <laughs> War, I think you have to look it up. <laughs> did he
0: really? Uh, yeah. But well, anyway, Obama won the Nobel Prize for peace before. The point is, he won the <laughs> <a> Nobel Prize <laughs> for peace before he even did anything. He hadn't been president for five minutes. Now, wh- the point is that everybody was behind him. And What I'm saying is, it's so difficult to imagine the, the consciousness. There was a huge groundswell of hope that this guy was. You are eat.
1: putting the cart before the horse. So okay. what I'm saying is that as consciousness changes amongst the individuals H-word. and amongst. Just drop the H-bomb again. And (laughs) amongst society, then we have the ability to say we don't actually have to vote within this binary system of politics, the binary system of justice, guilty or innocent, or, like, make our decisions based Uh on this. Aha.
0: So get out of the binary system of A or B. Which requires individual,
1: like, dignity and consciousness that extends beyond what we have. And I think that also requires... And it's sort of like once we're able to do that, we feel more confident voting for and voting out of that binary system i don't want okay. to say voting for an individual name because i don't necessarily who
0: would you vote for today if you had a choice who's going to change it leslie nope
1: uh james hayes
0: james hayes for yeah. president or mayor
2: leslie nope
0: leslie nope <laughs> i'm going to write that down n-o-p-e <laughs>
1: <Parks and laughs> oh I've n- i don't have a tv
0: nick i'm going to make you way out on TV. This. okay. I'm going to make the you weigh on this. You make me weigh in on this, in in on this subject, yeah. well, changing just, the world. Sort of What's your theory? It's tough. Well, you're a filmmaker. Know. You have a lot of power. Do I? If you make a successful movie, yes.
4: Yeah. You have more power yeah, than true, anybody. True. I mean, I think you know. I mean, change is a change is a hard thing. It's like I I, I think that um, you know one of the things is that um, I mean. Cha- Change happens when the when the kind of the zeitgeist changes. I agree with that it's you know very much a, a, a part of just consciousness, and that um, you know people people have to take on, I guess, you know, just personal responsibility. Are they living their lives the way they want to? Are they living it with you know a sense of purpose and conviction? I mean, I think to some degree, I, I don't think change is a really a moral decision. It's 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 not necessarily about. I mean, you know, people talk about if you want to solve the problem, you don't go to the people who created the problem to solve it. <laughs> and, and, and in a way, it's like, you know, the, the system has its problems. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, anti-system. I'm not one thing or another. But I mean, I think that... Um, um, what do you think? To me, the big th- thing is it it, ha- it happens yeah. on a personal level. Are you are you like I said? Well, are what's you your personal
0: your responsibility? You've been involved in this kind of life, so you've been up close and per- personal uh. with it. You have a, ca- a f- ability to make movies. Apparently, yeah. You, you can change people's um, thinking. Do you think yeah, you have a responsibility I mean, to put those two things together, or are you an artist outside? I mean, there?
4: no, no, no. I think I think I, I think the other thing that changes that change happens through through um, through setting an example. You know, if you walk into a situ- situation saying, "I am going to change it." I mean you could change it for the better you could change it for the worse is that just is that is that a product of your ego is that a pro- that's a product of your 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 beliefs your systems your that's your a good way question. I don't is know it, I don't that's know it, that's a good question but is, Jackie's is ideas any better than the current all, all I'm saying is that you know for me how I change is that I try to interface with people in a real way on their terms and let them see my terms and if we can come to an agreement and an understanding of each other feel each other say this is what I know, this is what I think, let the other have, you know, do that too, this is what I know, this is what I think, and then for us to come to an agreement, that in itself is change, because what happens is that you get a chemical reaction between these two elements, and that is truth, that's that's a way forward, not my way, not your way, our way, so,
0: you know. Most people don't won't let you have your way though well, most people sure, want to have the their battle, own of
4: course. way I mean that's the battle that's the battle I mean change change you know usually happens slowly and then it, it hits a tipping point and then it goes and then people yeah, see well, the well we have something. seen that in a lot like, of other social issues haven't yeah, we yeah same
0: sex marriage most people in
4: America believe that same sex marriage is cool now sure and even what Six, seven years ago, that was in... That no, was not a, that part was in of no the no conversation. Yeah. It was just like, and all yeah, of a sudden, boom. Yeah. And then yeah, everyone that's yeah, like yeah. every, every state yeah. in America,
0: yeah. except, except ours, is, yeah. is okay with it, yeah. basically.
5: Yeah. So, you so do, I things mean, you do, do change. To,
4: yeah, they do. They do. They do. Graham. Hello.
0: I just want to say what Nick just said about coming together. It's not your way. It's not my way. It's our way. That's what happened with same-sex marriage because people started meeting people who were in, in in same-sex relationships, and they realized that the world was not
1: going to fall apart. Right.
0: That's what that's Graham DePonte, our fabulous producer, who put this whole <laughs> show together. Right, what great. happened to James? He just ran away with his guitar.
1: I think he's warming up. Okay. He's gonna so, yeah. He's getting ready for We Shall Overcome. Um,
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. James. Graham,
1: did we uh, find out whether or not George Bush won a Nobel Peace Prize? He did not. Was he nominated?
0: No well, anybody could be nominated, be, yeah, I, I guess, right? Can you nominate any, anyone get nominated for a Nobel I Prize? Nominate, I would, I I would nominate you, Jackie, uh-huh, if you, nom, really if you nominate me. No, it
1: doesn't, I'm not, I don't play that I game. Would,
0: I would like <laughs> to be nominated for chemistry. Jimmy Carter won a Nobel Peace Prize when George Bush was invading Iraq, Chris says. Okay. That was George Bush one Two. 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 Okay. Yeah, Jimmy Carter. Well, okay. That's so. Okay, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Okay, so, Jackie, what are you doing these days?
1: Uh, a lot, actually. Yeah. I'm still working on the campaign to free Albert Woodfox, who's in his forty second year of solitary confinement. So
0: there are the three guys. It called the, state the Angola Three. Now one of them's out, one of them's dead, and one of them is inside still.
1: That's correct. Yeah. So Albert Woodfox is in his into his forty second year of solitary in the state of Louisiana. Um, he is—he has been convicted of the same crime that kept uh, Robert King 29 years in solitary and Herman Wallace 41 years in solitary confinement. These have got to be, conviction. this
0: has got to be the longest solitary confinement in Albert the hi- is, history of yeah. the world, I would assume. Albert is, yeah. And what good is this doing anybody? Uh, no good.
1: Right, um, but the but like when we were talking about this idea of like moral conviction, perhaps you could say unity of purpose and the ability to be a leader um, rather than a follower. Herman, Albert, and Robert were all incredible leaders that addressed the issues of the system and the issues of the individual um, within the prison, and they uh, physically were able to change Angola prison through filing writs, like going through the actual oops process of of uh, the the system and uh, the the particip- parti- participating in the system but then also morally change the system um, by educating prisoners in um, well, in radical well, black history Well
0: I mean just on a practical terms what are these guys doing every day for 23 hours in a tiny little cell by themselves. I mean, it obviously must drive you insane. I mean, most individuals go insane. I would think you would go totally nuts. Yeah,
1: Juan Mendez, who is the UN rapporteur on torture, says that after 15 days um, it should be illegal and immoral to remain in solitary confinement, um, that it is cruel and unusual punishment, which is allegedly protected by our Eighth Amendment. Um, But
0: what happens to you? I mean, what are... well, there's two things. One is, what are you doing all day? The second, it's kind of, is it possible? Have they reached any kind of new sort of form of consciousness, like sitting by yourself all day? This is the
1: individual choice that we right. went back to, right? So Herman, Albert, and Robert. And I know this intimately because these are these have become my elders and the the folks that I look up to and have looked up to the longest and my understanding is that they have lived, lived a life of service and selflessness and this is the consciousness and the shift in consciousness that I think is necessary and their life became more about what could they give what could they contribute and what could they take and so their time in solitary confinement um, was committed to ensuring that no one else would ever have to endure the same kind of torture. And that gave them the power to endure and to survive and to overcome the unimaginable. Not everybody is uh, made of that, right? has that constitution. Well, what's
0: interesting is that there's three individuals who are all in solitary confinement and are not in contact with each other, I assume, are they? Uh,
1: they were at times, yeah, for sure. They
0: were? They, yeah, were yeah. they were allowed to be in touch with each other?
1: I wouldn't call it allowed, but they were able, they to, were be able to be They were able
0: to be? So did they collude on this collective consciousness or whether they just all come to the same conclusion independently? Yes,
1: yeah. They were all committed members of the Black Panther Party which um, yeah, was, was, was based on self-determination and self-defense and the Black pa- Panther Party did uh, fought for equality, equal access to land, bread, water, housing, education, health care, control of technology and end to police brutality for all poor and oppressed people. You know, and it was like the, the language around that was bastardized by COINTELPRO in the 19... 19- 70s to make it look like this violent black radical gang, right? Which was like the number one destructive power. So,
0: you're a great spokesperson for all this movement.
1: I'm not sure. Um, you would seem
0: to be, don't you think?
1: Well, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think I've had amazing elders, so I've had amazing um, teachers in but my But you're life.
0: still you're sticking with it.
1: Yeah, I'm not stopping. I, d- I think solitary confinement is cruel and unusual punishment, and the fact that at any given moment we have 80,000 men, women, or children in solitary confinement in the United States That's is That's another interesting statistic.
0: There's 80,000 people in the United States in solitary confinement.
1: At any given moment, yeah, at least. So... It's heartbreaking. So the shift in consciousness is to be able to say that we all think it's wrong and we all think it's valuable to change the system.
0: I think everybody would agree. I can't even imagine anybody not agreeing but with that. But it's not take. priority,
1: right? So until it becomes a priority for all of us to recognize that while one person Okay, so that's your suffers, job. That's your
0: job is to make it an issue.
1: I'm trying. Right. Yeah, well, that's and what I'm trying you're really doing. hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how you
0: do it. This is how you do it. One thing at a time, one stupid <laughs> podcast at a time, and then you have a movie made about <laughs> you. It won an Emmy. You just won an Emmy, congratulations. Oh, cool. who's, so who's you're doing play it. Grant. It's totally cool. It's and, very, um, it's amazing. Is
1: it time for a musical interview? Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> James, we're going to get you to play a song, and then we have Shred. to actually get out of here and make way for paying customers. We'll
2: play a whole one called Betrayed. played it for you a couple times ago. We okay. heard it, grant.
5: I betray all my friends that she
0: James Hayes. Yeah, Lovey Doveys. Yeah. Very nice. A great way to and I still love that song. It. It's so good. It's a great song. You see what I mean? That's a great description that we started off with saying the songs about the horrific human That's condition. Your <laughs> I was told right. in such a <laughs> sung in such a witty way and so musical that you can't help but enjoy it.
1: When's your next New Orleans show?
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, we're playing next Wednesday, October twenty second. I don't know when this comes out in relation to Well, slightly before that. Okay, great. We're talking about
0: 2014. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are talking about 2014. In case yeah. you're listening to this, we're at playing any a Gaza Gaza
2: on ferret uh, with little gold. Uh, we're opening up for little gold from Athens, Georgia. Our friends band. Uh, that's on October 22nd, a Wednesday, and then we play the 504 Rock Art Circus on November 12th, uh, and then we go on tour.
0: And if we want to find out time. where you are, and there's nothing up on that website, can so we go to your good Facebook luck. Facebook, Facebook page? <laughs> is the lovey-dovey's facebook Find page. I my wallet somewhere and okay. can get in touch with <laughs> <the band through laughs> I see, someone found your wallet I on don't know, the floor someone here. Else's Dude, card awesome. That I okay. Made. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And uh, and Nick Pete has his movie Sweet Candy playing in New Orleans too at the Contemporary Arts Center on Sunday the 19th of October and then Monday the 20th of October. It's at Canal Place. Correct. So if you're listening to this in 2014 before those dates Otherwise, the name of the movie, you can find it online, is called Sweet Candy with a K. Correct. I'm sure you can find that. Darren, do you have anything to tell us about?
3: Oh, yeah. This weekend, uh, I'm doing the uh, Crescent City uh, Blues Festival at Lafayette Square downtown. Okay. So your art will be there? set up with my artwork this uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay,
0: check it out. And you can find links to all these people on our our website, it's newormans.com. Jackie Summel, Darren Butler, James Hayes, and Nick Pete have been my guests today on Happy Hour. Thank you so much for joining me, everybody. Our show is produced by Graham DePonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. The theme song to Happy Hour. Which you're currently listening to, was written by and is being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by Pre-Sonus Audio Electronics. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around here for about an hour, drop us a line, our address is on our website. We can also check out many other Happy Hour shows, listen to those, or out to lunch with Peter Rashudti live at Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Page, true to the game with Chris True. Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada, and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker. You can keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other times sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by the fabulous Douglas Engel. Thank you, Douglas. They're also on our Google Plus page, by the way. If you listen to this show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Swell, or some other podcast app that you prefer, thank you for subscribing to us. Please stop everything you're doing right now and take a moment to rate and review us. That does, in fact, help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. Check them out. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworms.com. Andrew Duhon may or may not be back here next week. I certainly will. I'm Grant Morris on behalf of Grant DuPonty and everyone around the table here at Wayfair and back at the INO office. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next time on Happy Hour.